When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everybody i have a special guest here in my house which is great usually it's brent but brent's somewhere else else in the world doing his music deal so i am uh really glad to have fellow comic book arts and fellow kiss fan i must mention uh david day yes thank you hi nice meeting good to see you my friend yes we met at a kingston comic con we were put beside each other and uh i think you had a kiss shirt on and then as soon as i saw that i was like me and this guy are gonna be friends (laughs) i knew we were gonna be friends Uh, classic kiss fans always seem to have a bond right we do yeah so just before we get into what you do are you are you gonna see the final kiss tour no, no, no. Uh, because it's not has done the original guys. No, no, no. I seen them in eighty, no, ninety six mm-hmm. uh, in, in Ottawa when it was. I always made a promise to myself when I got old, if I could old enough and go to a concert, yeah. I would go because I want the original Kiss. Yeah, that's my Kiss. Me too. I agree. They're still the best Kiss. The other guys are cover guys. Like uh, get their own personalities. You don't need to rip off Peter and. Dave. At least Vinnie Vincent came in and was like somebody different. Yeah. Eric At least Carr Eric Carr was, was the box. Yeah, Eric Carr was a good drummer too. Um, yeah, so did you hear what Paul Stanley said on the Howard Stern show about... The piss thing? Yes. Yeah, that was that. Paul was Stanley, how dare you? Yeah. On here, I'm always calling out celebrities. <laughs> um, I actually had a, a segment where I was... Oh, sorry, well, I was burning celebrities. That was a, yeah. I was roasting them. And, and I was getting... I, wow, people don't like it when I make fun of Taylor Swift. Let's just say that. So I stopped doing it. But I still like to point my finger at guys like Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley. I feel I've given them enough of my money that I can do that. You right? can do that. Thank totally you. do that. Thank though. you. But yeah, so we are big kids fans but we're all, all uh, we also both are disappointed in the attitude towards the original members which oh, yeah. even if they had them out to do like the encore with them anything something right? anything yeah anything but i'm glad that they're not falling into the trap i couldn't believe when they didn't get paid equal money on uh, on the 96 tour right yeah, I was just like, come on, what's going on here? There's something wrong with this uh, mathematics. It's not adding up. No, and, and then, of course, you hear all the things like, well, Peter Chris was never a good drummer. Ace was always too drunk. Well, Ace is on his fifth or sixth album since he left yeah. the band. He's just releasing a new one. And if you watch Peter when he was Oh, I just seen him, was little, in, I seen him two months ago. He was at this jazz fest he was, and he was playing some jazz. Drums. Yeah, and I mean, there's no, there's nothing wrong with that drumming. No, no, no. There's nothing wrong with that They at just all. didn't want it, and they didn't want it to be about Peter and Ace. No, they can't control it. If they would have brought Peter and Ace in on the final, that's what it would have been about. I, that's why I didn't like about Psycho Circus. It was uh, the fact it was, uh, it wasn't them as a group. Mm-hmm. It was them, like, doing the monkeys thing on their own yeah. little individual. When you saw that tour, did, did Paul Stanley go, okay, I gotta get this crowd, this side of the crowd to chant, wall. And this side Mart, because you could only get the CD at Walmart? Yeah. That was in Ottawa. Kiss. Yeah. So I saw them in Toronto, and Kiss was getting the crowd to chant, Wall, Mart, Wall, Mart. Wow. And Gene, <laughs> and Gene Simmons says, well, rock and roll's dead, and it's not my fault. No, he's been, he's been commercializing for years. Wow. <laughs> I think he forgets oh, what yeah, he said. No. <laughs> a cool side note, my brother Gene had a fan letter from him wow. in 70... 70- Seven. He was still. Yeah, he was probably still moonlighting as a teacher. He was still a teacher then. Yeah, yeah. and of course, 
course, my brother Gene grew up in this, so mm-hmm. Kiss to him was like, eh, I can listen to it better right. and, and cooler in his mind. Like the Stones and the Beatles. And, yes, and yes. What stuff like that. I, I remember that whole it. attitude about Kiss, right? Yeah, I was little, but they were like superheroes who played yeah. rock and roll. That's why I liked them. They're That's... like comic book that came to life. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then it <laughs> played rock and roll. And then it was a comic book, and then it was like larger than life. The show was amazing. Oh, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Okay, so let's stop giving Gene Simmons money here for a minute. Yeah. Tell everybody what you do and how you do it. And Well, yeah. I am uh, Gene Day's, uh, Dan Day's baby brother. And there's three of us. And I would not be uh, doing what I do for a living if it wasn't for Gene. Uh, He worked for um, Marvel from 77 until 82. And he had a heart attack. Uh, Danny was with him on every page all the way through there. Uh, Gene was doing four books a month, which is a big deal because... Um, Kiss only was doing like tw- or Kiss Marvel was only doing like uh, like twenty books a month uh, at the time. They were machines back in the day. Well, yeah, and this is before machines. This was before. Well, he was the only one doing it. Nobody else could could keep up to it. That's a lot. Uh, but there, but then again, there was the day factory machine. Every page that Gene worked on. Danny worked on it too. Danny ah. blacked it in, white it out, erased uh-huh. it, tightened up the background. Did all that and he was doing that for five years and then wow. Danny was going off on his own yeah. by the time that Gene passed away and I was getting groomed that summer mm-hmm. to take over that job I was 16 and I worked on the first two issues that uh, that Gene penciled which was issue 68 and 69 which is the introduction of the Mandalorian storylines which wow. now they're worth uh, a collector's I mean these yeah. went boom since the TV show came yes. out yes on it. so I was getting yeah. groomed for that Nice. I drew all spaceships. Yeah, right I was 16 on. years old. Now, I will not joke to you. It was all yeah. not my creative uh, input. Mm-hmm. I had him over top of my shoulder micromanaging me wow. where the ship's going, where they yeah. got stuff on it. But oh, the, the, the design aspect he was showing you. Well, put that over here, yeah. which is yeah. important, right? Yeah, blow it up, string yeah. it down, make one bigger, one smaller, and all those things. Oh, yeah, the layout. Yeah. Layout is really important. It's, you know, it's, kids, it's, layout. <laughs> take, take, I, when I teach the kids, like, well, bitter do 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 and they're already going in on their finished car. Because, whoa, 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 what if you just moved this or added this? And they're yeah. like, oh, so I got to redraw a little bit, buddy. Well, he, he taught me but, when you overlay figures and overlay ships, you get depth uh, in a comic. And when they get good, they don't realize they're doing that, no, do they? It's, it's like just, they do the page and they show you, you're like, my God, my eyes goes all around the page. And then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. Well, if you, Gene had the ability when he did his books where it was like a dance, the figures would move oh, across wow. the page. He was the best storyteller. What a great way to describe that. I well, like he that. Was, he was the best, and that's what his true gift was, was his storytelling and, and his layout. Mm-hmm. Uh, more than, Danny is a fantastic anchor, mm-hmm. uh, and I have the ability, uh, my brother Gene couldn't paint because he was colorblind. Oh, but, wow. I, but I was doing, like I was supposed to take over doing his uh, his painted work in mm-hmm. 82 when he passed away. Oh, so geez. I got his first job that was offered to him, yeah. was my first job working for Chaosium doing a book cover, an RPG uh, book cover when I was, 17. Wow. Yeah. I saw some, I, I saw a drawing, we'll, we'll show it here, and it's a skeleton driving a cab, and there's a girl in Oh, the that was in my what book there, uh, Shadows from the Grave. Uh, How Danny was that? Was, oh, that was in 80, 85, one, yeah. 86. I was 20 years old. It was another one that when I whenever I have artists on the show, I always say that, I always pull out a piece from your past that's like... Mm-hmm. Just saw it on the on the whole screen. It was like boom. That I only like, did that. The two, I only signed the contract for those two books. Really? Because I wanted to do that wraparound uh, werewolf painting oh, on the cover. <laughs> Some amazing stuff, friends. So, so, what is that issue? What's what? Book that's is that? Shadows from the Grave. Shadows from and Shadows from the Grave. Shadow from the Grave. Shadow from the Grave. And it's written by Kevin McCormick or McConnell. Okay, we'll, we'll show it on here. But I highly recommend if you're into the the classic uh, inking style and just. 
well horror drawing and such if, like that if wow. you're a be- if you're a beginner and you're getting into the industry you can't do science fiction because you don't have the skills right science fiction doesn't work if it's done loose horror works if you're not quite talented enough to pull it across with the anatomy or anything else if it's a little bit stretched or a little bit scratchy it's horror right it gives it a creepier effect it makes it look older and gothic you can do that. So that's why you're going to be a movie director. We and my brothers talked about this a lot. Mm. Do a horror movie as your first movie because if you, everything is the hands shaky or whatever, you can get away with that in a horror movie. Wow. Are you listening, writers? Young writers. Yeah, I love innovating. So the young writers that are coming up yeah. in these little, like the eight to 10 year olds that I'm teaching right now are so segregated in what they do. It's what yeah. they do. Yeah. Well, that's, there's some of them like, oh, I'm into anime or mm-hmm. I'm into this, I'm into that. Right. Uh, me, I was always into horror comics as a kid and into, uh, uh, like my idea was I didn't want to do content. I went to my first kind of convention. I went, oh, my God, I can't take these people. They're too too nerdy. Right. To me, I grew up with Kiss. Yeah. Uh, my idea of, of, the, of, this, of not painting the Satine Chapel but was painting on the side of a van. That was cool to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, remember, I remember the Kiss van. I was yeah. the Destroyer cover, I think, if I remember All the correct. Ken Kelly artwork on it, Frank Mazzetta artwork on wow. it. That's the guys that I want it to look like as a, my whole life. Well, see, our generation is different than these new comic book uh, artists and such because we actually went outside. <laughs> and we hung out with people and there was a thing called alcohol and beer and we would go into social circle, circles yeah. and, and do yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, another a sidebar is that it's not like that anymore. No, it's not like that. Uh, uh, generally, there's the musicians and, and guys who party and there's the artists yeah. and the comic guys who um, go home at 10 o'clock at night and that's fine too, but yeah. we're a different generation. So it, again, too, like internet came in like... Not like we had, was, we had to look for magazines and such. Yeah, right? yeah. The, the, the newsstand was a big thing. I mean, I bought everything. All my all my uh, art collecting books and stuff were all bought at newsstands and bookstores. There's and no I bought internet for it. No, no, there's no internet nowadays. It's bing, bang, boom, and you yeah. got whatever you want, whatever yes. you can dream of, you can get. So the point that you mentioned about having the horror more scratchy and the uh, the sci-fi more smooth and tight that, that's like an amazing point that you're not going to get from looking at any picture on the internet. But if you go back and look at books and read the whole story, I really, I, I always tell my young artists to go back and look at these books from the 70s. Yeah. There's a reason why Spider-Man was created in the 60s and we haven't seen anybody as good as him. No. You know what I mean? Um, can you think of a hero that has been overlooked uh, by either Marvel or DC? You know, because I'm always looking for like these lesser known characters, like, wow, you really missed the boat oh. on that. Like at a higher extent, because there has been no proper movie, I think Daredevil, just to show, just to show yeah. where my head's at, Daredevil, yeah. man, like I love the TV show, yeah. loved it. Now it's gone, and I don't know what they're doing with it, but I really feel if they did a Daredevil movie properly, it would be great, just because I love Daredevil. But if you think even lower than that, you know what I well, mean? I'm, I'm going to say two, two. I said, well, give me two heroes. Wasn't that wasn't my like my thing? I read, I bought Spider-Man if he was fighting Wolf by night. Right. I bought Batman if he fought uh, Clayface, a horror character. Okay. Uh, but I grew up though with uh, the other ones that I liked was, but it's not overlooked. Prince Valiant by uh, Hal Foster, Canadian. Okay. It's a newspaper strip, and that is there's a movie I made in the fifties. Yeah, there's a there was a movie made in the eighties or in the fifties, and okay. it had uh, it had uh, what was his name now? Uh, married to Natalie Wood. Um, uh, he was in Swift, and he was in he was in Austin Powers. He plays number two. Oh, I know who you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, I do, but I can't think of his no, name. No, we'll throw it over the screen. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember his name either. That's okay. He, he was he played Prince Valiant, and I, I liked uh, in the '80s. I liked uh, Rocketeer, the movie bomb. Ooh, okay. I like Rocketeer. Those are the kind of things that I liked. Something that wasn't really a superhero. That was like mm-hmm. a, a hero, but it wasn't a superhero. Those are yeah. So Prince Valiant, that's Canadian. 
Yeah. Well, he, yeah, he's Canadian. He's from um, Halifax. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I have the comic books. I haven't really looked through them too much, but but yeah, that's interesting. That's really cool. So um, yeah, it, it's funny the state of Marvel because at first when the movies came out, yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, because you can't really get those stories wrong. The first ones. Yeah. Like Iron Man's first uh, movie. Like, this is what happens. You really can't change that. Cause it's no. fantastic. Nowadays, now. Um, this, I discuss this a lot on here. So we have the new Marvel movie coming out, Captain Marvel, and yeah. they've changed all the lead characters to females, every single one. Well, she started off being, can't say she, mm-hmm. Captain Marvel started off being a guy, right. and then it went, went in the 80s, it went into being a female. Branched off. Branched yeah. off, yeah, because they didn't realize they didn't have enough female mm-hmm. characters Marvel didn't. Because remember, they started bringing in the 70s. You have Marvel in the in the 60s. Marvel mm-hmm. in the 60s is all men, 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 men. Yes, yes. And then in the 70s, you started breaking, and you started getting your, your ethnic characters. You started getting your Shang-Chi. Yes. You started getting your your uh, your Power Fist. You started getting the, the Black Panther. Well, Black Panther came Brother in. Brother Voodoo was maybe yeah. a little before. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, a little, yeah they yeah. came in a little bit. But they were side characters. They weren't a main character. Exactly. They didn't have their own starring, but well, they might have like, and they would last like three or four issues, and Right off the off the stands it went yeah yeah, yeah. It went that way so they started bringing in the ethnic ones mm-hmm. and I see the movies are doing that now too they're bringing right. in the different uh, ethnic groups into it yeah so no problem I no I know but I was just thinking like so when I think when I watch a movie now like when I watched the last Thor movie um, no let's not use that one yeah I like <laughs> here's the thing I'm like here's the thing I'm thinking maybe I guess. It doesn't seem like one person wrote it. It seems no. like a script was in and then 12 I people. I don't think anything now from Marvel is one person writing it. I think it is a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a shit show. We, a, can, we can say it's a it. Table. I think it's a shit show. I think it is too. I think it's, it's, it's definitely since the, uh, uh, the Thanos uh, storyline, it's definitely dropped down. There's a, one or two blips mm-hmm. uh, that mm-hmm. I like. I like the Saint Chi movie. I like the yeah. Peter Parker with the three Peter Parkers. Uh, yeah, fantastic. Like it's Strange. done properly, right? Yeah, it's not I like, like the, the Doctor Strange. But, those aren't changed to be changed. No. My, my, my only thing about the new Marvel movie, uh, Captain Marvel movie, is that okay, you have all ladies starring in in the movie. Like, is that okay? So now, I, now as a male, I'm like, I don't mind. Well, I don't mind, but at the same time, I'm kind of myself. I'm kind of like, okay. I've just heard so much of that. Well, yeah. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. Don't get mad because it's a lady. So it's okay. So now I'm. I feel like I should get mad because the ladies were so mad in the past, or trans yeah. or whoever. Yeah. So now the shoes on the other foot. So I feel like, oh, I should probably be mad about this in this day and age, right? Where I'm really not. Yeah. But there's that thing in my back, and my mind's going, well, Chris, now it's your turn. I knew they were going to make a movie with all the female right. leads when they did it in the last uh, Infinity Wars. When they shot to that scene, when you had the six <laughs> girls all lined yeah. up. Okay, the crowd and the, and the theaters went, yeah, they went crazy, they did. Mm-hmm. I went, well, Marvel's yeah. not stupid. There's right. money to be made there. Right. But at this time, where nobody's liking Marvel movies, to do this yeah. is kind of like, wow, you guys don't get it anymore, do you? Like, no, you really don't get it. For one thing, they're behind. Yeah, because, like I said, they're, they're trying to get hit all the different markets now. I feel mm-hmm. that's their agenda because they don't want people in North America. Like, they, it never was, right. but they, they definitely are trying to get other countries into it too many people they're forcing right? it and trying to write it don't, say, well, don't we need let, this. The story, let the good stories evolve they've got 40 years i remember being growing up and uh and going to conventions in 82 83 mm-hmm. and I remember saying well because superman was such a phenomenal great movie in the 70s mm-hmm. and it made such a lot of money mm-hmm. and i said something once the technology for making the movies will catch up mm-hmm. i said they will be superheroes will be number one i said because you have 
you have 50 to 80 years of a, of a, of a character where the supporting cast, the costumes are designed, you got uh, you got uh, stories to call upon, and you got all these different, and it's built in everybody's mind. Mm -hmm. So it isn't like uh, Battlestar Galactica or Logan's Run where you got to hire somebody to design costumes mm -hmm. that you don't know if it's going to go over because. Well, you know, Batman's going to go over because it's outselling everybody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, characters that that time that weren't selling that were in there, like Catwoman, that lasted like three issues and you know went kaputsk. Yeah. Well, that's you know you know that didn't go over. Don't make a Catwoman movie. No, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the audience ain't going to they're not interested in what it is. Yes. Well, they're interested in the other ones, and then that's eventually evolved into what happened in the industry. Yeah, there's because there's no like uh, like Stanley Kubrick. You give the guy the movie and everybody just leaves him alone. No, they Marvel doesn't work that way. Oh, I know, right? Or give the movie to Scorsese. He's bitching about everything, man. Give him, just go to him and say, "Okay, Scorsese, make but, a movie. Pick, pick any Marvel character you want." But Sam Raimi though didn't have his stamp on Doctor Strange. Yes, put his stamp on it. You know what I really like? I can't think of a Doctor. There's two of them, right? Just two. There's just two. I like both of them. And I like both. Of them I like too. both of them too. I, I, once, I agree. I just watched on Saturday night on the corner. I watched Thor. Mm -hmm. uh, number one again. That's one uh, directed by Kevin Branch, mm -hmm. famous, you know, actor there. He's in Harry Potter and many other things, Shamble and everything else. Mm -hmm. I, he didn't have uh, he didn't have a clue how to handle it. And I don't like the first two movies of I like the third movie of of, uh, of yes Thor. Thor was great because we had third, but I don't like the fourth one. Hate the first one, hate yeah. the second one, and hate the fourth one, but love mm -hmm. the third one. Get a little bit of contest of champions in there. Yeah, yeah. oh my gosh, cool. with the grand yeah, master. The oh, oh my god, it's a muddy work. Yeah, I really like Thor, and then, and then it was funny because then well not funny haha, but then Thor four comes out and it was like same uh, what's I forget the gentleman's name who did the Thor three. Uh, Oh, the, yeah, I, he did uh, Wataki, Jojo uh, Rabbit. Yes, yes. Yeah, uh, I don't know the director's name Taki either Watiti now. or something like that. I, I apologize. I, I, I could try to say his name and I'll fail. Yeah. So <laughs> when I heard he was doing the movie again, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I think yeah. you, you need – I think that, that was – you can't do a movie like that again, no. especially with Gore the God Butcher. Are you kidding me? He is not going to get Gore the God Butcher because no. Gore the God Butcher is – he's so evil and vile and hates gods. Like just yeah. – and that that's such a huge and then they, the way he was just kind of jokey yeah. almost like the joker i don't know that kind of uh, yeah that yeah, didn't was, hit me uh, no didn't work no what is your all-time favorite marvel movie uh, Do you have one? my favorite one i probably uh, captain yeah. america uh captain america yeah. the first one yeah. the first avenger because i like it because it has the period piece of the world nice. war ii and to me whenever i bought captain america back issues anything that had to deal with him and bucky going against the nazis yeah. always had a special feel to it and Jack Kirby always had such a little tinge to all he that did. Captain America. But even stuff uh, he did, John right? Byrne, I spot uh, John oh, Byrne collection. I love he John did. Byrne. Yeah, he did a, uh, a story. With oh, he did a back great. And I liked it too. Yes, I do too. Yeah. I, I, the, the Captain America just there's so. If, if uh, again, I'm looking, just put in Jack Kirby Captain America art. There's always ones that pop up that I'm like, ooh, seven years old again, just shivers, right? Yeah. Like, like the, seeing the ones you could get a wall sticker. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, that iconic stuff. I just love all that stuff. And, I, and as again, as I tell my younger viewers, uh, really look into this old stuff. There's a reason why uh, we haven't had a new superhero with the height of Spider-Man or Batman. That's 40s, right? Yeah. She's Louise, man. I think, like, we've had Venom. Oh, the 40s, like when it was created? Yeah, like, so I'm saying, like, we haven't oh. had... Well, like, no, Spider-Man was created in the 60s. Yeah, 62. 
63, 62. 62 yeah. yeah. So, but we don't, nobody's created like a new no. hero. Deadpool, 89 maybe, uh, Venom, 88, I guess, something like that, maybe around yeah. those times. But it's not like, hey man, you know, DC's going, well, we got this great new character. Everybody's going to love him. No, let's go back to Superman well, and let's, let's, and there's I a also, reason for that. Right? I think there's two reasons for that. Number one, no, my reason yeah. is, yeah. I think it's because it, you don't get any uh, royalties from doing, creating a character for somebody else. Why would you waste it on them and give wow. them a big character? You know, back in the old days, they're paying. You know, you're paying your mortgage with it and everything else. I mean, I get paid a residuals for my reprints on on uh, the Marvel stuff. Mm -hmm. and I, the last check I got was nine nine dollars. Wow. Now I've got checks as high as two thousand dollars, sure. but I had to do like eighty percent of the book that got reprinted. Or ah. I do like a section of it in the inks. They're they're very small, mm -hmm. so why bother on it there? Yeah. That's I'm just saying. You know, Gene, oh, that's that's well, Gene that's had a nice man. Gene had a nice thing where he had the uh, he had the uh, credit, and we yeah. all the family we all liked it in the in the Master Kung Fu movie, Sing Chi movie, mm -hmm. you know, because he created the Death Dealer character, yeah. and uh, so that was kind of nice to have on it stuff, and then the toys I bought, mm -hmm. but I mean, there's no money from it. No. So what's what's your incentive as a creator to give Marvel more money? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. You go to Image. Image. Image lets you uh, keep. Yeah, your or you just go right? on Kickstart now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm What's half of them are doing? I'm forgetting. I'm doing my own comic book. So yeah, you just, <laughs> you just do your own your own book there. Yeah. That's and you're see, not that, the only guy. Yeah. Joe Rubenstein's doing it. He can't nice. get Marvel uh, market work at Marvel anymore. Wow. Jeff Eisen would Canadian. He can't get work there anymore yeah. because it's all done to. Uh, it's all done to. Again, I think it's a committee around. Right. You know. Now there was a committee that edited me when I did my first ink job with Danny. Yes. They sat around and they picked how much to pay me for a page rate. With this much work, this quality, mm -hmm. what the pencils, how finished they were, you get this on a scale yeah. of pay. Wow. I was also talking to, jeez, uh, I keep hitting the table. I apologize, fans. Uh, I was also talking to a couple other comic book artists, and they were also mentioning that, so now, they don't take submissions anymore. Um, yeah. And also, they, they spread out across the world who they hire. Yeah. So they make sure that they're not just hiring. No, they hire they, so they, many they, uh, uh, anime guys and they hire so and many from different countries. Different they countries make sure that they've got all, they all those in there. Same as the movies. Yeah, yeah, they got to spread it out. So it's not really who's the best for anything anymore. No. It's more like we have to share the no. wealth with everybody, um, which is one way to look at it. And it Nobody wants to hear my opinion on, on all this kind of political stuff. I try and avoid that. That's yeah, what I get. Yeah. You know, that's what I get <laughs> stuff going on like that. But um, yeah, it's, it's funny how... Uh, they haven't been able to stretch any new storylines or when they do expand on storylines that are already written like how many times have they tried to do uh the death of phoenix yeah in my opinion one of the that. one of the greatest visual and written stories yeah, in comic book history oh, yeah. right terry austin chris claremont so and far John away. is 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 a, is a rare like I, I know uh teen titans went over with Marv wolfman and, and uh and uh george perez yes I always thought it was like the ugly stepsister it was to to the X Men at the time. They're really trying. No, nobody, yeah, nobody. You know, they brought him along, but yeah, uh, whatever. <laughs> it's a shame because it's they, good. It's a good book. Yeah. His crisis, though. His crisis, I think. Their, their crisis, I think, is better than Marvel's uh, Secret Wars were at right. the time. So right. I'm not saying you know, what they're doing was wrong. It's mm. just I'm just saying the Teen Titans just didn't have the personalities that the X-Men have because no. nobody over there has a well look at what Wolverine I mean look at how and John Byrne saved him right like, no, they yeah, weren't even going to no, use him uh, Dave Cockrum Dave like Cockrum created hated him brought Night Nightcrawler was the number one yes. character yes 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 and, you, and, and to prove so if you look back at the older X-Men covers that Cockrum did Wolverine's either not in there or he's in the back he's way in the back and John Byrne was like, "No, wait, man. This is a this is a this is a great character. And if you don't mind, I'd like to make him Canadian. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just just the attitude and everything. And then I, I, the one I'll never forget was the issue at the very end, fighting the Hellfire Club. Yeah. 
I forget what he said. I'm the best at what I do. Pops over the water, right? Or now it's yeah. my turn, bub, or something like that. I'm the best at what I do. Yes. Oh, man. Like, just, like, as a kid going. Yeah. And then reading it again just to get to that yeah. impact from yeah. Amazing. So you got to look back to your roots, my friends. Also, too, I, 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 uh, I got a little piece here. I picked this up at a comic convention one time, and this is by your, you and your brother, correct? Well, uh, mostly it's me on yes. there. Uh, Dan worked a little bit on helping me with the inks. He was look at he, him selling your work, man. Well, I know, but what it was is we had a system up where I had the I had the ultimate say if it was in color, right? Because uh, I I could I see things in color. Yeah, he doesn't. He sees yeah, things yeah. in black and white. Yeah, but Danny going. had the ultimate say when it came to doing the inks uh-huh. uh, on it, and and, some, and a lot of the layouts. Sometimes Danny did like, I would say he did about ninety percent of the layouts when I was young okay. on stuff. Because that was his strength. Yeah, and yeah. I wasn't there yet on the, on it. So we worked as a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what got us to our de- deadlines done, and that's what got us the deadlines work we did. So because we could crank him out yeah. on it. Then now we had the luxury of FedEx. Mm-hmm. Gene didn't have the luxury of FedEx. He had regular uh-huh. mail, but mail was a lot better back then. You, you mail something from New York, you got it in like five days later. Mm-hmm. But Gene had to do like six pages a day, where we could do about two and a half, three pages a day wow. when we were for Marvel. That was in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. That's wild, man. Wild. Like, and, and so. No, you're not. This is this is how they used to do it. They used to, there's right there. They didn't scan it into and the lettering's on the page too. Yeah, no, <laughs> this is all. That's I was just like, look at that. That's not like stuck on there, no, right? No, that's not no, like an overlay. Nowadays, look dropping. at that. That's all. Yeah, this is beautiful. I love the old style in this. Oh, it's beautiful. This is on some nice board too. So yeah, so your, so your brother's selling your shit for you, man. I don't know what's going on. Yes, oh no, that's what it was. As we worked uh, on it stuff, and then he had. Uh, he had. I walked away from artwork for a while. I had uh, yeah, a table full. It was just like a yeah, table yeah, full. a table. And I, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, yeah. "Oh my gosh, that's yeah. really nice." And, oh, there. And they signed it in pencil too. To Chris. Yeah, that's Danny's. All the right best. Now. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So my blue pencil. Also, okay. So, jeez. Let's talk about what you got coming out now. We've got cards coming out, and we're going to be showing those. We'll show those as an overlay here, and I'm going to talk about a little, ma- little after. But tell the folks about your new card sheet that you have, I'm, just in time for Halloween. Yes, it's uh, based on old TV movie horror host. I grew up watching the ones at a Syracuse, which was Monster Movie Matinee on Saturday afternoon, and I love now watching uh, Svengoolie on Saturday nights. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so I like doing that. And I did a little drawing up. Uh, for a little sketch for a guy of Spangooly and my editor, I've done a lot of work with Richard Parks at Richard Park Cards down in uh, down in the states, mm-hmm. deep south. Uh, and uh, he liked it so much, he said, "You know what? We should do a set on that together. Do you want to do that, Dave?" And I said, "Sure." So we did twenty-seven cards up, mm-hmm. and um, and this is the list right here, right? It's got its own checklist, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> like like the hockey card days, right? <laughs> uh, we'll show better pictures of all this. Um, yeah, so we've got Coffin Joe. Oh, Elvira. Jeez, I... Elvira. We gotta have Elvira. I turned on the TV last night, and I worked on her comic for 14 years. Oh, man! We got... Okay, we gotta, I gotta find some of that and show that. I'm a big Elvira fan. Yeah. Turned on the TV last night, and, my, and the last thing that was on, there was an Elvira special. It was still going. I was like, okay, I gotta sit down and watch some of this. You know, it's just hypnotizing. <laughs> Mr. Lobo, but not not Lobo, the character no. Lobo. Mr. Lobo. Well, back then, horror shows, it was was nasty telegraph, or right. telegraph televised across the world or right. across North America. It was done regional. So all these are all regional, uh, uh, Philadelphia, uh, New Mexico, mm-hmm. Dallas, all across uh, New York. They're all done at late night to, to help sell the movie horror. That's how it used to be, is we used to be able to watch these B-horror movies at night with a host like Elvira. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like a regular thing on the weekends, right? It's like, yeah. okay, late night, time to turn this on. Yeah.
I grew up watching. He used to run or CWI horror movies all the time. On uh, that's why I seen all the Hammer horror movies with Christopher mm-hmm. Lee and Peter Cushion. And it was such a surprise because sometimes you didn't know what movies were coming on. Um, the, the internet's great, you know, but there's it, it's nice. You, you appreciate it more when it's kind of like, oh my god, you know what's on? Well, the commercial break gives you a, like a tense. It builds up and it stops usually when it's, there's a cliffhanger scene. So it gives you that kind of a cliffhanger of what's going to happen with the character. Yeah, and I hate being handcuffed to the TV when I'm watching a movie. That's why I don't like going to the theater. It's because I feel like I'm handcuffed there. And then I get the anxiety of, oh, my God, is it over yet? Can I get up and leave? Or yeah. there'll be somebody two rows beside me and I'll just hear him. And I'll, how are you making that bag of popcorn last for this whole movie? You know what I mean? Because they're eating one kernel at a time or something. I'm terrible that way. So uh, one, some of my favorites, too, though, you have on here um, is like Count Floyd um, from, from, SCTV. from SCTV. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, kids, that's a scary one, eh, kids? It's the best. Like, we grew up on SCTV. Oh, yeah. You're not going to get anything like that. The, the cool thing about it is you're not going to get anything like this stuff yeah. anymore, man. This Bruno is great. And uh, Dr. Tongue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> John what, Candy. What were the two that we were discussing that are on YouTube channel that have their own uh, show? Mummy and the Monkey. Mummy and the Monkey. You yeah. guys got to look them up. They're out of, uh, they're out of Cleveland. Cleveland, okay. Cleveland a, lot of enough, a lot of these horror hosts, mm-hmm. uh, like about four or five of them come out of Cleveland. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, there's some real... What was your favorite? Mine? Yeah, well... Like, oh, I was, it was the one I watched as a kid. Was be, I can't even remember their name now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know, I think it's Dr. Nitty Gritty. Okay. The Monster Movie. I know the show with the Monster yeah. Movie matinee. The camera would start at the moat and work up in this model oh, with yeah. the dried ice coming up and going to it. And then there'd be somebody knocking out at the gate. We got to let them in to watch the show and yeah. all those ones and stuff. So how do you distribute these cards? How does uh, these, Where do people get these? This was on a Kickstarter mm-hmm. and it was on Richard's uh, 10th Halloween set. Okay. And then at, um, he gave me some some to, for me to sell, mm-hmm. and I got paid for doing the job, of course. And then he gave me some free copies, and I'm selling them on. Just email me uh, on Facebook, mm-hmm. David Day. Uh, we'll put it down below. We'll put your yeah. information down. Yeah, below. just on the Facebook it is. I'm on there, and just I've been selling them. I've sold in the last week and a half, like 50, 60 cents. He always has something cool every day. I'm kind of like, what well, man? What's he pimping today? Or what's he finishing <laughs> off today? But you do like everything, man. Like there's Dungeons and Dragons stuff well, that I've seen. You know, like I don't know if it is dubbing that style. No, that's what it is. Um, I, and I, I love that. Man. Well, again, but it's like, like classic Dungeons and Dragons. But I, but I got. Well, I was like, oh, I'm not old. I go back to the beginning of Dungeons and Dragons. That, right? Yeah. But that's I, the thing is, you don't see that much anymore. Like, no. You know, you got to tune well, that stuff, right? They went into digital for a bunch of uh, years. Uh, Dungeons Dragons did. TSR, yes. and then it was Wizards of the Coast bought them, and I think Mattel owns them now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, anyways, they went into digital, and then what happened was the artists realized they could they, they make got made the money for doing the job, mm-hmm. but there was no sales from prints, there was no sales oh. from originals, there's no sales from sketches. Right. You sell all that sort of stuff. Then oh. I I've been dabbling and got into that and, and dabbled into uh, the fantasy world back mm-hmm. again in the nineties and did it. Right, right. That's cool. Yeah, well, if you you get them on the follow. David on Facebook there, you'll see all the stuff that he's working on. It's really cool. Yeah, the, the magic altars are the big thing. Yeah. I about it until three years ago. Really? Three, four years ago. Yeah, guy said, we'd do an altar. And I went, what's that? Yeah. And he said, well, you know when you have a, like a yearbook picture and there's somebody, girl in the class, some guy you don't like, and you draw little horns on their head? Well, you're altering their picture. And that's what you do with the card is you're altering a bubblegum card. I thought it was altar as it's an altar. Yep. Alter as in your like, alter. You know, it's card. an alter you were, you know, you're yeah. altering the card. So it started out being simple where you just grab like uh, the character on there and you again you draw you do horns on them and a mustache yeah. and stuff. And now I do elaborate like paint over the whole thing. Wow. Wow. So you sell little cards, you sell larger yep. cards? I sell just normal 
two and a half by three inches of magic mm -hmm. cards that I've done and uh, of my cards and I alter them right. and they sell for anywhere between 150 to 200 dollars each wow and uh and, so and mostly you, I sell in the States and Italy. Really? Yeah. That's wild to find out where everybody buys from you. Yeah. Uh -huh. And That's I was amazing. doing a lot for China and yeah. China kind of dried up here in the last six months with oh. the, with the oh, tensions. that's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Going on right now. Now. yeah. With, the, with the humans doing their human things. Okay. So what is... We're gonna wind up here, my friend. What is your favorite horror movie? Because oh, my favorite we're, horror movie. Give me a couple. Uh, you know what I mean? I would have to say, ooh, I like the thing, mm -hmm. the remake thing, the, the John Carpenter yeah, one. And yes. most of John Carpenter's horror movies I liked. I grew up watching those ones. Uh, I go back some of the older stuff, like the Hammer horror uh, vampire movies. Mm -hmm. I really love the the, uh, the new new movies. I love the It. The, the, the new oh, right. yes yes I like the old Anderson Curry ones yeah but the new ones I like them have a you lot. seen Hereditary no I've oh seen my those gosh no. I don't like ghosty ones they don't really do it for me I like monsters yeah this one is more of a cult yeah uh, I don't want to but it's it's uh the guy worshipped uh Joe Joe or uh, Stanley Kubrick I was gonna say Joe Joe Kubrick Stanley Kubrick and the movie Hereditary is just it's not it's more of a mind screw. Where you're like, what the hell is actually going on? It's really well written. I think you might like it. Yeah. Um, there's some scenes in there that you just you want to rewind and watch again. Yeah. Um, he just I, I for, uh, his movie. Ed, he did uh, Midsommar as well. Yeah. Have you seen that? No. Okay, that's another one. You're just See, a lot, those ones. I'm not. I kind of stay away from them. Yeah. I, uh, I did, saw. I like saw. I gotta blow my nose. I, yeah, I got the same thing. My cats. I have all the hair flying yeah, around. Yeah. We'll, we'll edit this part out. Okay. Or maybe no, not. This will be the best part of the video. No, I don't care. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I'm an old man now. <laughs> we, well, dude, we're glad. You know, I, I feel really old when I when I when I leave the house. That's. It was funny because uh, sidebar. I, I mentioned I can't go to Walmart anymore just because at the start of the day because it puts me in such a bad mood. Oh, it does, eh? Oh, it does. I just I, I'm at the point where I, I really like my position where I sit home and draw well, and I teach kids. That's what happens when you get older. You become more not like. Uh, not like Mr. Walton, you become more like Archie Bunker. Yes. <laughs> I, I, as I said, my, I say to my wife, I had to ask, was I always like this anti-social with people? Because no, nah, man, you used to be the loudest guy in the room and wanting to go everywhere. Yeah, so. My niece calls me crusty as I've gotten older. Okay. I've gotten crusty. Crusty, <laughs> crusty the clown. No, no, the I'm not crusty as in my attitude. Crusty a little bit. guy. I get you. I get you. Well, David, I wonder to thank you so much for coming on the show. I uh, also was gifted a big sheet of cards, which I'm going to share with you. And anything you can tell the folks about what you got going he's always working well, like doing uh, there's no dust under his pencil i'll tell you that they're uh, creating um uh, a reprint of uh, frankenstein with 38 new illustrations added to it by uh by comic book artists um and uh it's being i'm it's on kickstart right now i think it ends in two or three days and uh after that i'm working uh do i have about 100 altars to do at the house nice. i'm working on and about four or five private commission oversized paintings I, uh, yeah you're you're super busy man like i say like every day i'm checking online to see what kind of new work he's got finished or that he's working on because um david also shows his progress sometimes he'll be like you know got it got it penciled in and then got you know got the colors blocked in and then you'll see and a lot of people really dig that yeah they do you know, like, i find that a lot, lot of people yeah. like to see well, the process i'm kind of hoping maybe if somebody wants to learn how to do the process they could watch it like i remember watching would, I remember yeah. listening to on on pbs 
this historian who was an artist historian. He studied this certain artist, and oh, this artist had a cold uh, because there was always a wood stove in his in his in his studio going all time. So he must have suffered from colds oh. bad. And I went, no, you moron. Yeah. And this and that. What he's doing is he's working in oils. Mm-hmm. He's cooking it every night because he was a commercial artist, right. and he had to ship it out to the printers and the pub- publishers in New York. Right. So he's cooking it, and then I used to do the same thing, and mm-hmm. so did Dave Dorman, and did all the oils guy. Bernie Wrightson once set a fire on, a painting on fire, put it in the oven. Joe Jesco told him to, and he could to heat it up and cook it, and it caught on fire. Oh my gosh! Wow! <laughs> the struggles that we used to go through as artists. Nowadays, they're just like diddly, 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 diddly. Well, that's why I do 90% uh, acrylic nowadays, because it's you, you walk away two hours, come back, and it's bone stone dry. Wow, yeah. You know how many people actually do the computer stuff and say, yep, I did that with no detail of, yeah. of how they did it? Yeah. That they copied something, put it behind another background. Yeah. I love the fact that you're showing the no man. This is this is how we actually do art. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like by hand, original, there's no qualms whether this is actually done by hand. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people, especially with the three, not 3D, what is it? The uh, the, uh, the AI? Yeah. The AI is everywhere now. Marvel, half yeah. the Marvel books are done AI. I, I thought it was neat for an effect. I think it's for, a, for a minute or two, the odd comic. When they right? have the background shimmering, at the back, yeah. it's, or, or they grab a real city and put it in. Jack Kirby was doing that back in the '60s. He was taking the Fantastic Four, dropping them in, yep. and adding a real city in the background. That was kind of neat. It's a technique, yeah. but not every page. And don't be a. I love color. I think color, but don't be a slave to the color. Right? Don't make the color hurt the artwork. Yeah. There's still because there's 90 percent of the books nowadays are done with literally penciled and inked almost linear. Yes, this, no that, thank you. There's no ink line. There's no depth and clarity like, to the ink. No, it looks like an animation. It's and a wash of color. You're that's right. It. That's all it is. Thank you so the much. inks will give you depth. Now, here's, the, here's my point to this. There's so much of it that they're going to get sick of it. They are. And where are they, they going to go to? it. They're going to go to this. They're going to go the altar, the, uh, well, the, you know, old school style. That's why all these books now might even Marvel themselves. Mm-hmm. Over 50% of their production every month is reprints. Epic. Mm-hmm. The Omnibus. Om- the Epic magazines were amazing. But the, but the Epic collections yes. now. Yes. And you're getting yes. all these reprints you're getting now. You're getting all these reprints you're getting. You're not getting, like, there's new stuff being done, but, the, and they're selling great. Yeah. You know, yeah. like. They're, they're they're doing they're doing phenomenally well. I got my Alvaro on that and reprinted a lot of my stories in it. They're a little expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I had to pay a hundred bucks for it. I, oh they my gosh! They wouldn't give me a copy. They don't get a copy. You don't get a copy from Marvel them anymore. You don't no, get I, just they, get a re- I get a, a paycheck, but uh, a little one. You should just be thankful that you're working for Marvel, yeah. right? That's the whole thing. Thank you so much, Marvel. <laughs> We're grateful. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for letting me be a cog in your massive machine. Yeah, that's true. But no, I did not. I'm not. I I just. I've, I'm so disappointed in Marvel lately. I just had a hard time. Oh, hard. it's not just Marvel. It's all of them. No, it is. You're correct. You it's are all, correct. It's not just Marvel. It's, yeah. it's all of them. That's why, and I mean, I grew up in the time of the, uh, when it started independent publishing mm-hmm. was uh, comic shops not being newsstand, but being comic shops. So right. direct, direct to them. And then even Marvel was selling, you know, that's where you, get, you could buy an old comic book and you see a stamp mm-hmm. or you see the code. Yes. Well, the code was, was sold through through the uh, um, uh, markets and newsstand and the one that had the Superman's face on it or the character's face on the bottom and the white square, black and white. Mm-hmm. Those ones sold to the comic stores. So they had that they did. And that's when you had comic book companies like Kamiko, mm-hmm. uh, Eclipse, mm-hmm. uh, Dark Horse, uh, Now Comics, right. First Comics, all these ones were, were, were coming out. And all the great comic books are in there. You've got Tim Truman's Scout. Right. You've got uh, uh, Howie Chaikin's American Flag. Uh-huh. You've got, well, Danny's uh, Aztec Ace. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, that's a classic too. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you got all these ones, and they're they're getting reprinted now. Mm-hmm. They are too, because 
Well, you can't go back and find them. If you can't find them, they're expensive. Right. So doing yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I, hopefully we're going to get the – I think it's coming back. It's funny because I can I, – I I'll have people on the show and they'll drop a political opinion on me about something. And I'll be like, okay, whatever. And then some just say, well, you know, when Stan Lee and Jack Kirby created Spider-Man and – no, they didn't. Yeah, it was it was no. It was Steve Ditko. You know, I get excited, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's why with Marvel right now, I just take it a little personally. Well, because the things that they're doing yeah. with some of the characters in the movies, I know why they're doing it, and it's like, you guys, like I could I could think of ten people that I know that are like yeah. under eighteen that could write a better well, story than they're doing right now. It, even in the nineties, uh, when you got a script from Marvel, yes. it was about this big writing. Wow, it's all your script, not not the pages, no, the, actual, the script, the script on a, one single piece of paper, and that was the script. Marvel always allowed the artist to plot and lay the book out. Oh, okay. DC was not. DC no. was Superman enters on the left, right, right very four panels on the plane. Yeah. He's got to go here. He's got to get a teacup. He's got to go do, do, do. And yeah. it was all just telling exactly, and the word balloons are this way here. Right. And there's no creative input from the artist. Yeah. I mean, I, it, I, that's, again, they're, and they're doing that with the movies and everything that's yeah. coming out. They're over-examining yeah. everything, over-examining. worrying about it. Well, you know what? What's going to happen is Deadpool's going to come out, and it'll probably be really, really good. I would love it if maybe uh, Ryan Reynolds would, would would fund and take on a Wolverine movie so that it could be done properly by one person kind of thing. Like yeah. it's just if he says, "All right, here's how it's going. Here's, yeah. here's my money to fund it," which he seems to be doing. Um, but you know, we'll see. Um, again, there's we got our old school artists like you and myself, right? They're keeping <laughs> the flame alive. So I, geez, so I say I could go on forever with you, my friend. I, I'm gonna say goodbye one more time. Thanks for coming out, my friend. Um, so Kingston, Ontario, we're both comic book artists here. I'd like to thank you for coming out, my friend. Uh, I search out David Day and, and comic book artist on Google, and you'll find all the things. Go Facebook and uh, yeah, thanks for coming out, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me. Right on. Cheers, my friends. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca.